On this Mother's Day, I want to share a little story of my mother. My mom died just a little over a year ago in Seattle. She died the week before Easter. My brother and I were with her while she was in the hospital for six days. And then we moved her to a skilled nursing facility to recuperate. And after she was settled into her room, I had to fly back to Denver. I kissed her goodbye, assuming I'd be back within a week or so. And as I walked out the door, my mother in a weak voice said, honey, and I turned and said, yeah, imagining she was gonna say again that she loved me or another heartfelt sentiment. But what she said was, be sure to buy yourself a nice outfit for Easter. That was the last thing my mom said to me. You see, my whole life, I mean my whole life, my mom insisted on new Easter clothes. I mean, my whole life. She was a seamstress, so for the majority of Easter's, she sewed me a new dress. She was raised Ukrainian Catholic on the prairies of Canada, and she held an old world belief that children, especially girls, needed to wear new Easter outfits. Now, I doubt my mom was aware of it, but I think there's good theology in her conviction. After Jesus was raised from death to life, he left behind his grave clothes in the tomb. And the Easter proclamation is that through his resurrection, he put on a new likeness, and his likeness is offered to us. And maybe what my mom was conveying is that on Easter, we are new creatures given new garments made in Christ's image. In our scriptures today, Paul is speaking to two churches, one in Ephesus and one in Colossia. Each community is learning what it means to live like followers of the risen Jesus. But these two groups are struggling with what churches always struggle with, our actions, how we treat each other. Paul says, behave as new people in the ways of Christ. Don't just talk like you believe in him, act like you believe in him. And to the Colossian church, Paul says, so if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not as things that are on earth, as God's beloved children, holy and loved. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And to the church in Ephesus, Paul said, you were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to clothe yourselves with a new self, created according to the likeness of God in true holiness. Like old clothes, take off the old self with its destructive behaviors, and put on a new self, reflected in garments of compassion and love. Now, during these mandatory stay-at-home months, I know many of you have used this time to clean out closets, and I should have, and I still have good intentions. 
I consider it a spiritual practice to go through a closet and sort through what clothes no longer fit or never did, or to face the fact that some pieces have gone way out of style or they've no more life left in them. A spiritual practice, whether it's prayer or cleaning out a closet, is intended to make space for something new. In her book, Emergence Christianity, the late church historian Phyllis Tickle identified an important pattern in church history. And she said, roughly every 500 years, the church has a giant rummage sale, a rummage sale that comes amidst cultural changes to which the church is forced to reimagine itself. Now, the church has to consider, in light of the changing world, what is essential for accomplishing God's work. And then we need to let go of what is non-essential. The first rummage sale was around 500 CE with the fall of the Roman Empire. The second around 1000 CE during the Great Schism when the church split east and west. The third rummage sale was around 1500 because of the new technology called the printing press. Fresh ways of thinking about God and church upended Christianity. And that news spread like wildfire, and the Protestant Reformation was born. Today, a half millennia later, we have to ask ourselves, might the church be facing another giant rummage sale? This COVID-19 pandemic and its disorienting effects is affording us an opportunity to sort through our theological closets to ask what is no longer fitting us, what theological garments need to be put out on the curb, what space needs to be made for new life in the church. As the adage goes, never let a good crisis go to waste. We've been forced to lie down, to rest, to ponder, to reflect on this giant timeout we're in, I believe we know in our hearts that the ways we've grown accustomed to living are not working for the majority of people, especially not for children nor people on the margins. Our lives are too fast-paced and high-pressured, and our, our identities are more consumer than citizen. Our children are stressed and depressed and anxious and exhausted, and our wasteful practices are destroying our planet. The pause button has been pressed, but the world understandably is getting restless to get back to a so-called normalcy. Award-winning poet and activist Sonia Renee Taylor said this about our misguided desire to return to normalcy. Taylor said, we will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal, other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. 
Sonia Renee Taylor's words resonate with the Apostle Paul's, the old clothes no longer fit. A new garment must be stitched that fits all of humanity and nature. We've been given this great pause to discern a new way forward. We've been presented an opportunity to reboot our lives, to think and rethink what church means, what community looks like, what are the essentials to call ourselves a body of Christ. Most importantly, we've been given this time to see more clearly what inequalities in our society have emerged and what cracks in the foundation need attention. This will require us to listen, to listen to God, to ourselves, and to each other, and then to act. We will put on new garments. We know face masks will be the new normal, and it's been inspiring to hear of thousands of faithful people sewing tens of thousands of face masks for the rest of us. And I do want to say thanks to a few of our Montview sewers hard at work. Kelly and Sarah, Nancy and Leah, Gail and Jean, and many, many others doing their parts, stitching new garments for a new age. There's no going back, really. Do we even want to? Take off the old, put on the new, said Paul. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. May we make space in our lives to receive it. Amen.